Welcome to the Son of a Preacher podcast. Please sit back and listen to the thoughts and musings from sermons that were first brought to the pulpit four, five, even six decades ago. I am GW, and I am the Son of a Preacher. so happy to be talking to you all again today. My dad first brought this message to the pulpit August 6, 1967. The topic is, what is going on? Scripture, taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 8, 26 verse. It says, why are you afraid, O men of little faith? So what is going on? So why are you afraid? Well, there's a lot going on in the world. And Remember, my dad was talking in 1967, and there's a lot in the country that frightens us then, frightened them then, and frightens us today. My dad talked about the disciples who were riding in the Sea of Galilee in a small boat, and they were exhausted, and Jesus was sleeping, and the winds came up, and it threatened to swamp the boat, and they were afraid. And they woke the Lord up, and they said, oh, save us. And the Lord said, why are you afraid, you men of little faith? Well, in 1967, there were a lot of things going on in the world. And it made it seem like it was a pretty scary place. And it made people wonder if the country was going to be able to even survive. And in those days, you had the war in Vietnam. And it was at its peak in 1967. There were 12,000 men being drafted into the armed forces every month. And that war ended up with over 58,000 people losing their life. And you compare that to today. Well, we just ended the war in Afghanistan. And the loss of life wasn't as great as it was in Vietnam, but it was still substantial. And quite frankly, as a, as a person who had a 20-year career in the Army, any loss of life is too much in any type of situation, but particularly in a wartime situation. And of course, the medical care has made it so that people survive on the battlefield today more than they did in 1960s. Today's battlefield's deaths are much lower, and they would not have survived if if a medical care and equipment that the soldiers have just made it so the survivability now has a better chance. Still, it's so scary. And no fatality or wound should be tolerated. And you had the war in the cities that was going on in 1967. I mean, you had the protests about Vietnam. I mean, they were pretty much just kind of rolling up at that particular time. And you have to wonder how long they thought their streets would be safe in 1967. Or did they think they were unsafe? Because it was serious. I mean, there were uprisings. In 65, you had the Watts riots, those race riots in L.A., and that threatened the entire city and threatened to spread across the United States. And you hadn't even gotten to 1968 yet, when at the Democratic Convention in Chicago, the unrest was so explosive that there were riots in the streets right outside the convention, rioting to the point that they almost were afraid to hold the convention. So the things that were going on in 1967 or about to go on in 68, or had just gone on in 1965. Well, they were significant, and they were big events. 
and they were events that made it uncertain whether or not our country would even survive. And today, well, today I'm talking in 2021, and you have, you just had the Black Lives Matter activities that went on last year, and you have the various court trials that just occurred in southern Georgia and in Wisconsin, and they have been going on here in the last several weeks. And both of those trials were so potentially disruptive to the very fiber of the United States. And you have the national and the regional politics that are going on, where it doesn't matter which side you're on, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, whether you like the current president or you like the previous president. The only thing that is certain is that the divisiveness in the country has made it so that it's almost impossible to have a conversation and not worry about whether or not it's going to turn into an argument. Today's worries about the country and the wars in the cities very very much like it was in 1967. And you know, you have poverty and ignorance, and you certainly still have that. You certainly still have poverty, and you certainly still have ignorance. And But you have a new normal where you have both sides believing that the other one is just out to get them. And they're guilty. And there's no meeting in the middle. And this country just doesn't work when you can't have that compromise. And you can't have that meeting in the middle. So we're going to have to choose soon whether or not we want to have a country. And you have unrest against law and order. I mean, this country was built on having a certain respect for the people whose job it is to serve and protect. But in 1967, well, you suddenly had the men in blue who, who remained were called at that time a very derogatory terms, terms whose usage has softened through the years. And today in 2021, you have cities who have decided that they would rather go without a police force or, or you have made it so hard for the police force and the firemen to stay on their job that they're feeling that their only choice is to stop and leave their position vacant. And who do we have to serve and protect if we don't have them? So my dad, in 1967, he said that when he was praying, he frequently would say, save us, Lord, because we are perishing. And sometimes I echo that comment. And the Lord would lead him to today's text and say, why are you of so little faith? So God's message of power is one of faith in his lordship. My dad, well, he had a young man who was in the youth group of his church in the mid-1950s. And this young man became a minister. And we're still talking in 1967, so he, he was still a young man. And he had just written my dad a letter and thanked my dad and my mom for the impact that they had on his life. And taking him and his wife to where he was today, and he had gone from this small city in Iowa, and he had gone and he had taken a church that was in a mixed community in New York City, in the Bronx, a little Baptist church. Now, I don't know what happened to him after this. I do remember him as a young boy meeting a high school kid, you know, a kid who was about to go off to college. But I remember that my dad thought highly of him, and I believe that that trust was well-served. So here he was helping this church survive, trusting in the Lord to give his great power where one is needed. And 
that man can be saved from sin by the Lord. And in Matthew, the ninth chapter, the sixth verse, that you may know that the Son of Man has the authority to forgive sins, and the Lord can lead a man to a changed life. And you have John, the third chapter, and the third verse. And Jesus answered him, Truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So we're at a time in our country when it really does look so divisive and so frustratingly argumentative. And we need to remember that all revolutions, well, they all begin with an individual. So my dad was saying different names that were being bandied about in in the anti-war movement in the Vietnam era, and the various leaders, and they talked about destroying the United States. And hopefully, you know, we are not still talking about destroying the United States. And he wondered that if the voices of Marx or Lenin, well, didn't they sound like crackpots at the beginning? And yet, from that, you had the Cultural Revolution and And in 1917, you had the communism that came in and took over for generations. And they're still highly visible over there. But the Christian has to never forget that Jesus has the power. Now, my dad was really trying to point out that even though there's dangers in the land, and there's dangers in the way that people are interacting with each other, and dangers in the political landscape, that the power of the Lord can still still the winds and can ease the threatening of those waters to swamp the boat of state, and that God's power can rescue and save. There's nothing that the Lord cannot, through his dedicated servants, you know, they, there's nothing the Lord cannot rescue and save. And that, there's, there's not anyone who is without the power of the living God. He can save you from your sin, and he can help you, and he can help this country reclaim our way. May the Lord bless you, keep you in peace. Thanks for taking your valuable time today to listen to the musings of this son of a preacher. I hope the sermon excerpts from 40, 50 years ago proved to be both interesting and insightful. Please subscribe to this podcast. Let your friends know about this opportunity to see how the Bible and the problems of the world remain amazingly constant. New podcasts should arrive weekly, but there is currently a number of podcasts available if you wish to listen more frequently. May the Lord bless you. Keep you in peace. Thank you.